This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we entered the world of football memorabilia today because uh, what's believed to be the oldest football league shirt went mm. under the hammer earlier this week. Yeah. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. It's and we, we kind of found out condition. just how rare shirts of this vintage are and why from an expert in the field. Um, Martin Kellner joined us to look at a week of sport on TV. Mm, yeah. Mike Ward hoovered up the non-sporting telly. That's right. We had a chat. And we had a bit of a chat about various things. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And it's interesting to see uh, the papers linking Spurs with Thomas Tuchel, another mm. ex-Chelsea manager. Yeah. It's, it's pretty Ted Drake and Tommy Doherty are no longer with us. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Be fifth, we, we do be the fifth one. I know. I saw that. The five managers, AVB. I'm trying to think any of them have been a, a blinding success, really. No. So, uh, no. <laughs> they haven't. We well, don't want your cast off. <laughs> exactly, you don't. Yeah, it does. It's uh, this odd situation that um, Paratici, who's got this mm. situation from Italy hanging over his head which means he may not be the director of football mm. next month he's effectively going to be picking the new manager uh, which is it's not helpful is it? pretty well, crazy Daniel Levy do that sure it's more important for him he's got to work with him that's a strange decision isn't it well um, I think um, we're going to hear from um, Antonio Conte at one thirty, which I would imagine we'll get the normal stuff we was patience mm. I repeat hard work hard I repeat we'll get a lot of that and we won't get much else I wouldn't think yeah, it was a bit of a, obviously, I reiterate, it wasn't a great night for Tottenham the oh. other night, and it wasn't a great game for the neutral. But no. I just thought about Romero a few weeks ago, and I didn't do it on air, but it's definitely right. I think the referee should give Romero a yellow in the tunnel before he comes out. It'll yeah. save time later. It he's honestly, <laughs> he's ridiculous. Well, it's, I think it? his record is virtually well, uh, a card, in, a, at least a yellow card in every other game. It's incredible. It's not it? helpful. It's not helpful for him. He's a really good he's player. He's a good player. Of course he is. It's but a crazy. He doesn't crazy do anybody challenge. any favours if he's on an early booking or or he. You he know, looked like he damaged himself as well the other night. It I don't know a, whether it was. It was serious. just a dumb challenge. But, you know that's the substitution by Conte. I mean, honestly, sometimes managers you just think you can. You're in the Champions. He's never got the Champions League. Yeah, Conte he has never done well and he's never got it. But that was just the maddest thing. You're down to ten men. You're desperate for a goal. 
and you bring on a centre half. It wouldn't have mattered yeah. if you'd lost ten nil the rest well, of the game. It wouldn't. It? You needed a goal. Yeah, if you, you know. wanted, if you wanted to be kind, you could say that sort of Pedro Porro was effectively where Kulusevski had gone, so they moved him up there, and they needed someone to play in that position. Right. But it's the optics of it. I completely yeah. agree. It's what it looks like when you're chasing a goal. Another attacking player might have been a better idea. And, you know, when you've got someone like Dan Juma who scored quite a lot mm. of goals in the Champions League last season just sitting what on the bench twiddling his thumbs. He's hardly played, has he? It's a wow. funny... It's a Bonkers. Funny... Yeah, anyway, yeah. we'll see what he's got yeah, to say yeah. at one thirty. He's not the only manager speaking. All the managers this afternoon oh, yeah. chatting ahead of the weekend's football. We've got loads of live games for you on Talk Sports, including what could be... Uh, an interesting afternoon at the lane. Uh, Ian Danter will be there for that one. It's Spurs, Nottingham Forest yeah. tomorrow well, afternoon. It's not a bad one to have, actually. Bournemouth-Liverpool kicks us off, 12.30. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots of live commentaries this weekend, as always. Uh, and I'm indebted to somebody on the Chelsea website for telling me that there's a horse running at Cheltenham next week, next Thursday, called the Mighty Potter. Oh, I wasn't going to back it, but now I'm going in strong. Of course you are. <laughs> you're going to go in. But you're going to have to, aren't you? Of course. You can't ignore it, definitely no, not. No, you've got to. A great quote from Joaquin, the fine Spanish player who yeah. was uh, basically coming towards the end of his career. And uh, it said here, the forward won 51 caps, but all before the age of 26, with his last shortly before Euro 2008. Yeah. He even joked about his misfortune. It's far too colloquial. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it does seem a bit odd. Maybe it, tra- maybe it translates into... I apologise just... for using that language at this time of day. Maybe but, it just uh, translates into Spanish. I, I, mean, I was slightly blindsided by that, Andy, but there we yeah, are. Well, it was quite a strange quote. I couldn't get yeah. over it. I was thinking... Where did he learn that one from? Maybe he learned it from the Nailmakers <laughs> Arms pub in Sheffield. <laughs> because there's a parrot there that's been barred from watching oh, TV. Yeah. I've just been picking up bad language oh from shows. That's not good, What do they put on in the afternoon? I would <laughs> imagine most pubs are there. Father like, Brown. Tip- that's not great. That's not swear, is it? is it, really? It's not Quentin Tarantino doing <laughs> the latest series. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Quentin's uh, Father Brown series. That would be good, wouldn't it? it? Would yeah, maybe good. that's the old parrot's been watching that. Mm. But uh, I wouldn't imagine they sort of stick on Scarface in the afternoon, the old nail maker's arms. But yeah, he, he, the Af- he's an African grey. Yeah, they often lovely, are, really. Lovely plumage. Um, They're yeah. quite boring, the African grey, actually. Really? I had a friend who had one. And he, what do you expect them to do, well, then? basically grey. Well, the clues in the name. I mean, normally you think of parrots as being wonderfully colourful, but the African... I might be wrong, I don't know anything about parrots. They might come in all shapes well, you, and sizes. You seem to be... I you seem to be, seem seem to be pontificating, pontificating on parrots and the <laughs> ones that are boring and the ones that aren't. <laughs> boring parrots in the world. <laughs> yes, I, Andy Jacobs, boring <laughs> parrots. I'll tell you what, Channel 5 have put on worse. Me and John Parrot. I feel that it's, it's going to go well. That would be good, yeah. Uh, this, this text as Anyway, well. it keeps shouting oh. the F word in the pub. Upsetting, oh, upsetting punters. Oh, that's not good. I don't know. If, honestly, if I knew of an African grey in the in the area that, mm. that swore repeatedly, I'd go to that pub. I know, uh, but you, you bring him in. We get him in the studio. This has happened before on telly and on this well, show. Well, I don't think we should. Not this time no, of day. No, I know. But we've had parrots that, that you, well, they we advertised. No, but they're, well, on this show we did have a parrot once, and no. we also had one on, on fantasy, fantasy football, football. Where you, as advertised, the parrot will sing, like, well, I'm, I'm by far the greatest parrot the world has ever seen, or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Not really, but you get yeah. the idea. You really don't know much about parrots, <laughs> do you? <laughs> But yeah, they they, yeah, they they won't perform to order, will that they? That's what I'm trying. To yeah, say. that's right. We exactly. we had one on fantasy football. Apparently, used to sing Three Lions, didn't it? But then yeah. as soon as it came on live telly, it just went, <laughs> and that was the end of that. Wouldn't section. even sing Three Parrots. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
This bloke Pete wrote to the Sun. Who's Pete? He's a bloke that wrote to the Sun oh, okay, today. Fair enough. Honestly, these people—the way they sort of their minds work—he said, <laughs> "I reckon Gary Lineker knows he's wrong about Rishi's immigration plan, but just loves the wind-up." Oh yes, yeah. I'm sure he really loves the aggression, yeah, the loved. aggravation. The press camped outside his house, and oh, MPs yeah. calling for his head. He loves. He, he just did he it for loves, fun. He loves the wind-up. <laughs> yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're off to the auction house. Uh, Grand Bud auctions they often turn up some. Some really interesting stuff from the world of football, and this is among them. It's a Middlesbrough football shirt. They think it's the oldest league club jersey, still in one piece, and that is quite key because finding uh, them in this condition, it's an this long condition. ago. I mean, it just looks like it was made yesterday. Yeah, hundred and thirty-six year old shirt, and it's got some very interesting. It, 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 I don't know, it's, it looks like a sort of fashion item, doesn't it? It does, absolutely does. Um, here to tell us more. Uh, head of uh, sport at uh, Grand Bud Auctions, David Convery. Hi, David. Good afternoon, chaps. Now, I'm sure it, when I say it, it's a vintage borough shirt from 136 years ago, the image people have immediately got is a kind of red, a big thick red flannelette shirt or knitted yeah, shirt yeah. with a red, you know, with a with a big collar. But they'll be seeing red. But this this is borough in these days were wearing blue, and not only that, the detail on this on the collar. Down the front, during where the buttons a are, placket. The, is that what they call it? A placket? Is it a placket or is it placket. a placket? I think placket. Placket. Okay. As in, it right, to rhyme with Keith Hackett. Keith Hackett. Keith Hackett. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. And and on the sleeves <laughs> is polka dot. They've got polka dot. I mean, I don't think I've seen that on a football shirt since, particularly. Well, no. Remember, this is Victorian times. Um, so obviously, there was no Umbro or Nike or you know shirt manufacturers. These are all local manufacturers who are making these shirts. And of course, when you see it, it's like a night shirt. I mean, mm. Can you imagine playing football in a, in a cold northeast evening with the snow falling and the rain falling? It'd be a nightmare to play. But uh, yeah, that's what the, that's what you wore. You know, the Victorian gentlemen wore those shirts to play footy back in the day. In the National Football Museum, there's a very old shirt, an oldest England shirt, but it's like it's it's not in great condition. It's got it's like shrunk a bit. It's made out of wool and it's sort of, you know, looks like it's been washed and shrunk. This thing, how was it in such amazing condition? It's been basically just been well looked after. You know, it's been it's been at Riverside for a long time and uh, the vendor who owned it took it out, obviously, now where the market's so strong to pop it into auction. And obviously, we find lots and lots of interest in it. Uh, um, you know, making a fantastic amount over, over twenty thousand pounds at auction. So, mm. wow! Has it? Uh, uh, is, it's not gone on sale yet, has it? Or has it? No, it's been. So we sold it on. We sold it on Wednesday. So, ah, it's, uh, so it's now you got a new owner, and it's sold for twenty thousand six hundred eight pounds to be exact. Wow, we. Well, I mean, it's interesting that. What would be the... Ca- I mean, when is the right time? I mean, is it's basically Steve Hodge and that Maradona shirt opened the doors for... Has it, has it inflated the market to an extent? No, I mean, the market's always been strong. I mean, it's always been strong for the right thing. And mm. uh, this is certainly the right thing, you know. This is nostalgia. You know, us who can't... We never played the game professionally. This is the next best thing. A shirt, a cap, a medal... And of course, the bigger clubs will command the bigger prices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, the market's always been good. Yes, obviously, Hodges was a sort of benchmark, so to speak. But, uh, but you know, that, that's fact. This was a record sale we had the other day. Great about auctions. We made over eight hundred and forty-four thousand pounds at the auction. So, uh, so market's going up and up. So, um, yeah. What else, did, sell, you, what else did you have that was really good then to reach those sort of figures? 
Well, sort of, you know, non football sticking to football, you know, we had a wonderful Bobby Charlton shirt that he swapped with Pushcast wow. back in, uh, you know, so real, it actually came from Pushcast family, so wonderful provenance. That sold for £37,200 the other day. Right. Uh, George Best relating with one of George Best caps, 1969 70, 23,000. Um, non sort of football, I guess, you know, we, the Queen's Racing Silks um, from 1974, they made £19,000. So across the board, it was a wonderful, wonderful auction. And uh, prices on the high. Just going back to this shirt, finding them intact, as Andy was saying, is is so rare. And I was leave, reading a little piece on your um, company website about what often happens. You said the old ones are so rare. They get lost, they get cut up for bandages and hand towels in times of <laughs> hardship, or they're just recycled. There was a section of an England shirt worn by Bobby Barkley of Sheffield United and Huddersfield Town that was rescued from his daughter's shoe polishing box and had been buffing the Barkley <laughs> oh, no. brogues for over half a century. <laughs> oh, so they just... They, they just thought it was it wasn't of worth, really. Oh Not at all. I mean, there was. I mean, the market didn't really exist. To be fair, in the late until the late nineteen eighties, I mean, players just wanted to play football, and the shirts. I mean, the badges were taken off normally. That was the sort of the practice back then, mm. and then the, the actual material, the cloth, used for other things. So, absolutely, you know, wow. different days. That's for sure. Uh, I wonder, we, we do, I mean, you obviously can't say who bought it, but I mean, I think it found its way. Other borough fans could enjoy it. Uh, in some ways, I could see Bob Mortimer in that. Yes, maybe Bob bought it. Yeah, who knows? Another series of gone fishing. Maybe Bob's could be wearing it in the next series. On if he falls over on it in the riverbank and rips it, it wouldn't be a particularly good idea as he often does. So, but yeah, that's one of the great. I mean, it's this. This would look lovely in a in a club museum or, or, oh, or yeah, even in the National Football Museum. Would. We hope. I mean, people do that, I'm, don't they? I'm people, sure it'll people, find its way there. Yeah, yeah sure people buy them. People buy them, and then they they want. I mean, I, I don't they think they loan would, it. Yeah, they they'll loan it to them hopefully, and people will get a chance to see because it is such an unusual shirt with those polka dots down the placket and, uh, and on the sleeves and on the collar. So nice one, David. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much. My pleasure, chaps. There we are, David Convray. There, the head of sport at Grand Bud Auctions. Go and check out the uh, picture. I've got a bit of a gut on me. I could do with a Pushkas shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that fit me. I told you years ago I met Pushkas, didn't I? Yeah. I, I told you about that. I, I went to Australia to see some friends in about 1990. Mm. And me and my wife were over there. And we, uh, my friend who's over there said, do you want to go and see a game? South Melbourne Hellas. Mm. And I said, yeah, I, that sounds fine. So we, we popped along to this game. And he's not a football fan, he's an Aussie Rules fan, but I'm, I'm looking down at the touchline and there was this big fella, big old derby on him, he was huge. Hmm. And I thought, that's Frank Puskas. <laughs> and, yeah, sure enough it was. His daughter was living in Australia and he'd moved over there and they'd asked him to help out and he'd become the coach. He was brilliant. And there he was, coaching this team. I've seen him in a... In a when I was doing fantasy football, I found this footage of him playing in a game in the mid-60s. I, I saw that, so it was a yeah. testimonial, it's wasn't it? Testimony. He was still brilliant. He was, yeah. yeah absolutely amazing. It, 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 reminded me, it reminded me a bit of... Um, he still had all the touches and all the moves, didn't yeah, he? A bit like Alan. A bit it? like Alan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very, similar. Very similar. But when Alan played the, in the Talk V oh, Drive... drinking with Frank Pushkas. He drank me under the table. Marnie, in the Talk V Drive game, Alan had, he did have... He's just still great on the ball, but mm. it was a slightly different shape. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's quite interesting stuff coming out of the um, Antonio Conte press conference. Oh, yeah, what's he saying? Um, uh, Alistair Gold from Football London has been reporting on what he's been saying. 
He said, I see the environment has no patience or the environment does not want to see the reality. The club knows very well what is my situation. They know my thoughts. We can't do miracles. If I'm to take the people as a target, I am not this person. The reality is this. So there's obviously literal... Uh, whatever that means. Quotes. Well, I think, yeah. is he kind of saying there, I'm not, I shouldn't be getting the flack. So is he hinting someone further upstairs mm. should be getting the flack? Um, I'm sorry, he says, you know, if, the, if the club buying players like Richarlison costs 50 or 60 million, he's a proven Premier League, he's hardly used him. You know, there's, there's no excuse for that. Dan Juma, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, you know, it's, it's, he, he is a bit like that, Conte, isn't he? It's never his fault, you know, and I think he must take some of the blame. He can't take none of the blame, can he? He's been talking about um, Dan Juma as well as a possibility of him uh, playing. Um, he's also said. Um, where are we? Um, is it talking about his future? He said, Do you know what my opinion is? What is my desire? I say to you a lot of times that the situation I have found and we are far, far to aspire to be competitive to fight to win. So he's basically saying we're a long way off of competing. I, re- I repeat this for a long time. We need time and patience. He's singing Got My Mind Set on You Again by George Harrison, which he's been doing a lot of. So, uh, yeah, that's some of the stuff coming out of the press conference. He's obviously uh, answering a lot of questions about his future and what's gone on, and he's standing his corner, effectively saying, I told you you needed time, you needed to be patient. If you can't be patient, well, you shouldn't be having a pop at me about that because I said that all along. Mm. Not, not sure. No, I'm not I, sure. I, I mean, it, there's been, you know, there's been times when I think decisions and situations were completely down to him and he doesn't really accept any responsibility for it which is quite interesting but more on that and I'm sure all the managers press conferences as they emerge this afternoon but Stan Collymore going to be joining us Johnny Fisher up next though Uh, Johnny British heavyweight boxer fighting in Liverpool at the weekend taking a big army of fans from uh, Romford his part of the world just a reminder at four Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent will be here with Drive Um, now Alan Brazil Uh, yes, was on breakfast right, yeah. with Dean Saunders this morning. You know what Alan's like? How many more sleeps to Cheltenham? He loves Cheltenham. Yes. He can't, I can't wait. He can't did say wait. that he wasn't as excited well today. He will be excited, more excited tomorrow, and then very excited on Sunday. Again, right, okay, fantastic. Well, uh, he was talking about Cheltenham, and of course myself and Andy will be there. We always are there. We often mm. see him uh, at the course for a, a while. And uh, he was talking about our presence at the course, and uh, he couldn't resist it. This is what he said. Cheltenham Festival begins Tuesday and I'll of course be there all week, oh yes, all week Monday through to Friday Talksports Breakfast and Hawksby and Jacobs will come live from Cheltenham from Monday, what do they know about horses? Was that a bit harsh there about Hawksby and Jacobs, what do they know about horses? Maybe, about the same as most of us He might be a a secret little better Andy, I don't know But But you know, you know every horse No, not every horse but I, I just, I can't see I can't see Andy Jacobs with a racing post, you know, studying for an hour before races. Well, he can't like be that. good at everything, can he? No, no, no. He certainly he hasn't got a clue about it. He hasn't got a clue about that. You started the conversation off there saying, am I being a bit harsh? I know, I know. And now you've gone worse. Well, he hasn't no, got a clue. No, he hasn't got a clue. He hasn't. No, no. I think, I think Paul might know a little bit more, but Andy, no, 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 no. No, not when you, <laughs> Al, not when you see our uh, respective... Um, Pots at the end of the Andy's. You're quite a canny better, aren't you? Well, I've got a method. You have got a method. Have the got Andy a method. Jacobs method, I believe the Andy they Jacobs call it. Method. I, what my method is, I look at what all the tipsters. That, I think in the I do take the racing post. Funnily yeah. enough, and it does. Yeah, I look across all the tipsters and I sort of average out how many of them are going for which horses. And if they, if, if three or four of them are going for something that isn't the favourite, 
I'll back that each way. It's a sort of method. It seems to work. I don't know why, but yeah. now I've said that, I'll probably lose everything I've got. <laughs> you are you are a bit like watching you have a little a friendly flutter, which is all it is. Please yeah, yeah. gamble responsibly, obviously, because oh, no, it's not. We're not talking huge amounts of money, no, 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 no. but it, you have your pot, don't you? And you decide yeah. that's what you're going to do, and you that's stick it. with it. Yeah. But um, watching you is a bit like watching you around Chelsea results. <laughs> like you're on the floor at about three thirty-five, and then suddenly a lot of ten past five you're flying you know you're bar oh, yeah grand potter's blue and white army so you are a bit like that it's, i, I, I love thought, that from out of there. i'll be there all week I yeah. Thought, oh yeah, yeah. sure <laughs> well that's that's what we used to say they used to have a book on alan didn't they will yeah. he be a non-runner on friday <laughs> yeah but show, no yeah. he's been very good recently as he yeah. is yeah, I think and it is i always when i'm getting ready in the morning i always listen to it it's yeah great. it's always a good yeah, listen he's brilliant yeah uh, he uh he, he, he paces himself these days it's time catching up with him and it was very true what Dino said he said am I being a bit harsh there Andy Jacobs he knows nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, yeah I, did escalate quite quickly I don't mind we, we have been known to take the mickey out of him a bit The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby. Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Clips of the week coming up in the final hour. But uh, joining us now with a week of sport on TV, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you, boys. You all right? We're not so bad, yes. Uh, you watched the documentary we previewed uh, earlier this yeah, week I've with, seen the, it too. with the Cash Sohow, the, the maker of the film, and Harry Harris, the man who wrote, yeah. wrote the book of the film. It was called mm. The Battle of Stamford Bridge, wasn't it? Poundland. The, ba- 
the battle for Stamford Bridge, which mm. I watched obviously thinking it was to do with the English Civil War. Yes. Yeah. I'm very much of a historian of the old, yeah. old Cromwell era. Yeah. Um, but, Fad, as you, uh, well, you've spoken all about, so you know what it's all about. In it, the interesting thing is it's a sort of history of uh, Chelsea, I suppose, from 1970 uh, up to the present day. But because the uh, football overran with a, a sort of elongated discussion about Chelsea's ridiculous penalty against, uh, against Dortmund, mm. uh, it meant that uh, I've only got up to 90, 1996, so I didn't get to see the whole show. It didn't record the whole <laughs> I had thing. to re-download it. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Happens, the same I was thing in watching it, and then it suddenly just cut but out. That's now. frustrating yes. for the Thanks. people who made it. Yeah. 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 So I've no idea what's been happening to Chelsea since 1996. Oh, they went out of business. So they're just a, they? they're a park team now. They're a park team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a I very good... I thought that would happen. <laughs> it was a very good... Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't yeah, tell... It was good. It was good. Yeah, I couldn't tell whether I was liking it because it was about my club and so but I thought that it was a well made and some very yeah, interesting it was. The, there was some very good footage with Matthew Harding that I didn't yes. remember at the time that he, yeah. he spoke a lot you know about this matter and I hadn't remembered that you, Bates you do remember speaking about yes. it but yeah no, I thought I enjoyed. I enjoyed it for the music, to be honest, because uh, we had T Rex. I thought, ah, we're in the seventies now. Eurythmics. Yep. I thought, well, now we're in the eighties. Uh, and you know, who ever tires of seeing Peter Osgood with Raquel Welch? It's always who, a great, always a great image yeah, in the always. stands. That fuzzy. I mean, we should point out it was a story of Ken Bates who bought the club for a mm. pound, mm. Uh, and uh, Matthew Harding, who was a, a fan of the club. Uh, wanted to get involved and kind of yeah, can initially welcome financial detail in the program. Initially yeah. welcomed him, yeah. welcomed him in, but it, it got a bit, um, it got a, you know, it was like a takeover bid, effectively, wasn't yeah. it? And Matthew Harding tragically died uh, during yes. that period in a helicopter accident. Yeah, but it was interesting in the, the sort of psychology of the two guys. I mean, there were, I think, as it said in the documentary, they were like chalk and cheese. Mm. I mean, Matthew Harding was a crowd pleaser. The crowd loved him. Everybody loved him. Uh, Ken Bates was more of a, a pragmatist. Yeah. You know, and you, mm. you worked for Ken Bates, yeah. I think. Uh, I did a little bit uh, when he had his radio station in Leeds. So um, it was good to see all that again. And, um, you know, Ken won't be around forever. So, uh, so well, it, it was fun it. to watch. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'll take that. That's what's so funny about Ken Bates. When he, even when he first appears, he looked old because he was yeah. so grey. He's never yeah. really Somebody, changed. I, th I think he was about, at the time, he was about 68, and some one other chairman of a club called him the old man or whatever, and he appeared yeah. in the next Chelsea programme. Chelsea fans remember this. In his boxers, yeah. on the pitch, <laughs> saying, oh, not so bad for 68, am I? Standing there just in his boxer shorts. It was, you can't imagine very many other chairmen of a football no. club doing that, but, you know, that's that's what he was like. So, yeah. well, um, worth, yeah, it's hmm. well worth catching yeah. up on if, you, you know, if you're BT Sport. I mean, even if you're not a Chelsea fan, just the, the, the sort of dichotomy between uh, Ken Bates and Matthew Harding and, mm. you know, the year. And a clip from The Likely Lads. Always good to see that. Terry talking about how... Uh, uh, Chelsea epitomises everything he hates <laughs> about football. And I think we were talking about the sort of Richard Attenborough in the stand with, you know, Steve McQueen and John Wayne, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well worth catching. Um, there was a, a tribute to Motti, I understand. There is on the BBC iPlayer at the yeah. moment. 
again, I mean, I assume that was done to mark his retirement from the yeah. Beeb, which, as we know, he had a sort of uh, swan song later on mm. uh, with yourselves on mm. uh, on Talk Sport. But the, the Beeb, I think, made this programme Motti, the man behind the sheepskin, um, which I thought was great, actually. I mean, it, it covered the fact that his last match, he went to Manchester City and we had lots of stuff of him with... Um, yeah, it's good, with, that footage, isn't it, with Pep Guardiola. It is, with Guardiola mm. and uh, other people at City. Uh, and there were lots of clips. It wasn't just the well-known clips. All right, we've all seen the Culture Club beating the whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Uh, we Phrasing all know it. that. Yeah. That's it. We all yeah. know that off by heart, apart from me. Um, <laughs> so we. So, but it wasn't just that. There were clips that we hadn't seen before. There's a lot of stuff with his wife, which was interesting. How she she put all the cuttings in a little black book, and uh, he used that to get the the very famous uh, the famous little um, inventories of what each team is and what each player's done so that was all good it was uh, it was you know it was a really beautifully done uh, documentary uh, and that's on bbc iplayer it's where I, I, I don't think there's anything fresh been put in it since uh, uh, since his sad tragic demise but um it, it's it's all good stuff if you haven't yeah. seen it well worth seeing excellent on the iplayer also just yeah. finally uh, you, you switched to itv4 for a bit of uk darts open <laughs> Did you? absolutely from mine head it was brilliant actually mm. the i mean i know there's loads of darts on the tv probably more than you can handle but there's enough to <laughs> you know enough to supply lots of different uh, outlets and uh, there's lots of it on itv4 uh, this was the uh, the open from uh, which they call the fa cup of darts because it's you know it is an open it's not like uh, the premier league darts which you can see on uh, uh, on sky yeah. or indeed the uh, you know the pdc championship a minehead miracle they call it it's from uh, butlins in minehead um, and I used to cover that area. When I started in newspapers in the West Country, uh, Minehead was in my patch. And a Minehead miracle for me was if there wasn't a punch-up in the town centre <laughs> on a Friday night. <laughs> Very much a Minehead miracle. But uh, worth introducing you to Andrew Gilding, who's the... Mm. Um, it was his first major final, and he beat Michael Van Gerwen. Very wow. exciting. Michael Van Gerwen missed a couple of... Uh, a double. He missed a double 16, which would have... Uh, he was 8-1 to one on favourite at, at one stage in the match um, and it was a fantastic victory for Goldfinger Andrew Gilding mm -hmm. who doesn't look, look, look like a he doesn't look like a sporting superstar he looks more like Sort of guy who'd help you out if you're looking for uh, athletes' foot treatment and oh, boots. A very specific uh, example. That yes, what well, he is, he's got you know, um, <laughs> but uh, very modest guy and um, one to watch out for. Maybe yes, yeah, the, the bloke from the athletes' foot department. He's very modest yes. guy. Yeah, he's well. a very yeah. modest. People in that sort of line of work normally are. So Martin, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, well, look, um, we'll catch up with you next week. All being well. Yes, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. I hope to be at Cheltenham. I, I'm. Uh, not on tonight, tomorrow night. It's um, the great man Danny Kelly. Yes. Certainly tonight. Yeah. I'm not Good. sure if he's there tomorrow as well. I mean, Doing it from Ireland. D Danny is something of a night owl, so basically going, working till six o'clock in the morning, that's when he normally goes to bed. So it'd be no right. great hardship for Danny, I don't think. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mike Ward, Brighton Hove Albion supporting TV reviewer for The Star, joins us. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. 
Yeah, you're playing brilliantly at the moment, aren't it's, you? It's it's unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, and he's chuffed for you. Yeah. And <laughs> Graham Potter's his favourite person. Yes, now, so he's yeah, well, taking ab- the heat off absolutely. of Brian. Absolutely, and obviously Spurs, you know, eyeing up our manager now. Oh, well, so. I, don't, I, don't I don't think. think so. I don't think taking it in turns, are you guys? That's not going to happen. No, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. No. But uh, it's 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 funny. I mean, you know, Leeds tomorrow on paper. If you ask, if you ask the version of me that you're speaking to now, mm. I would say yes, that should should be we should be okay. Yeah. If you ask the version of me who sits watching games with. <laughs> 4 nil up with 30 seconds less. Oh, we'll still mess this up, you know. We all feel like that. Yeah. Very so Netflix uh, have dropped uh, Cheats, a new game yes. show featuring Danny Dyer and Ellie Taylor. Yes, this has been up a few days now, but I just thought, thought I'd mention it. Mm. It's, it's, it's very much Danny Dyer in his element because the context of the game show is such that everyone is encouraged to lie and be despicable. So he can become his, you know, his, his, his late East Enders character on this and yeah. sort of and revel in it. Uh, I won't go through the format, but basically the idea is that you can go on this show, you can not know a single answer, but there's a way of cheating and uh, that can sort of and as long as you carry it off with with a plum mm. and can uh, and lovely and use of the word a plum outside of football several game plums. show I remember him doing another game yeah, wasn't show it? Well, on, it was called obviously the wall the wall 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 the yeah. wall the wall but not uh, like bring on the wall it was a different sort of wall oh yeah uh, it was no it's the wall it's, yeah. it's the wall the wall just the wall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're just going to do this all the way. Yeah, we're stop, we're going to stop. Not the Wolford, they should have called it, really. <laughs> the yeah. yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that's good fun. It's on okay. Netflix. Not the sort of place you necessarily go to look for a game show, but no. it's, it's it's quite enjoyable. And uh, yeah. And of course, the thing with game show contestants these days, I grew up with game show contestants <laughs> always looking like, you know, rabbits in headlamps and looking mm. terrified. Whereas everyone's now very sure of themselves, yeah. aren't they, when they go? Slightly <laughs> annoyingly in some cases. Sorry. You know, they're sort of, you know, you know, people who are playing up to the camera in, in, a, in a great way, which does mean you kind of rather than being indifferent as to who wins you kind of root for people you know more and more particular yeah, show yeah. like this or not as the case may no, be it's never really for me exactly. but your yeah. next selection Crufts Crufts so, I never watched the, the builder I like the no. final the final yeah, yeah. The yeah. Final. The yes, like the when they final. play their full t- their first yeah, when the they be- put yeah, the full teams out yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I take it what, if, what, if you only watch the final City will rock up and win it with their yeah, full strength team yeah they'll turn up even win Crufts they'll just bring everyone in who hasn't been in the earlier round at all just turn up put their best their best dogs out for the mm. for the evening uh but yeah with the working group and the pastoral group i didn't know the pastoral group is 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 things like sheep dogs and what have you apparently yeah. that's the one that they're doing well uh, we're today. talking telly tonight as well mike we must mention motorway colon hell on the highway episode one voiced by our very own charlie baker <laughs> oh gosh yes look Where's at that? this idiot it's 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 where's that on? It's on this channel five, not to be missed. Charlie Baker's voiced it. It's oh, uh, really dash cam that. footage from around the world. Motorway yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I shall cancel my plans. Yes, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. Stay in. Um <laughs> tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh Gogglebox ten year anniversary special. Has it really been oh, ten, ten years? Ten years. Ooh, yeah, so they're looking back on the people, the characters who've come and gone, but obviously also the stuff the tele they've watched. Of course, when you think of some of the stuff they've watched from ten years ago, it probably feels like a hundred years ago mm. with the world having moved on in so so many ways uh, since that time um uh, and also uh, starstruck by the way which we always talk about i know there's stars in their eyes sort of uh, yeah, update terrible. frank's sorry really oh, <laughs> you're not a fan andy no you absolutely you're, you're, abysmal really okay oh, yeah, sorry it's well it is stars in their eyes but in teams isn't it yeah frank yeah, sinatra it's... three kate bushes three oh, rihanna's God. three frank sinatra's <laughs> and three brunos what is it what's, why have you taken against which it so awful. much andy? it's rubbish there none of the people are very good in it i mean i love jason manford and he's great but i did. 
you know, but not in this for me. Shania Twain's not there this week either. They've had to get um, yeah. what's his name. And Ollie uh, I mean, to be honest, when I when I was sort of technically involved in the reboot of Stars in Their Eyes with, with Harry Hill, mm. they were struggling to find people. Yeah, the idea of finding three, three. of each of them yeah. of any decent of the quality. Last week I, was I mean, laughable. <laughs> he caught a bit of the Ed Sheeran's. Yeah, yeah. we've all had. Ooh, I've had a bit of Ed Sheeran's. A touch of the Ed Sheeran's. I have. I don't even know how that works. Definitely dusty, though. I think. Yeah, that's, really that's proper singing. That's, yeah. yeah, proper singing. Special, special guest Jimmy Clitheroe. Uh, Eight forty-five. No, I'm joking. It's not dusty uh, hair. It's dusty Springfield. Is it? Oh, not not old night. Okay. And also, there's a program on Huey Green tomorrow. And I, you know, obsessive, Huey Green obsessive. Okay, yeah, well, this is Channel right. 5, uh, The Rise and Fall of Mr. <clears throat> Saturday Night. I'm pretty sure that's the same title they gave to the Noel Evans programme they made a few weeks ago. Mm. But anyway, uh, fascinating uh, character, of course, uh, later turned out to be the uh, father of Paula Yates, who is yeah. uh, recalled in a documentary next yeah. week, by the way, two-part yeah, thing on a, Channel a 4. Brilliant, which is as well. brilliant TV presenter uh, in, mm. in his day, but a, yes. a bit of a piece of work by all accounts. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, yeah. so that's 9 o'clock Channel I've 4. I've been told Endeavour is really... I've never actually seen it. But well, it's the last ever one yes. so it's a yeah. pretty good time so to pick it really, really good. This, uh, to be honest it's one of those things that bizarrely despite my job I've hardly ever watched I'm thinking oh well it sounds very good I can start watching it and you know watch what people were watching about 10 years ago now um, 8 o'clock ITV1 ITV, Roger yes, Allen a fantastic Sunday. fantastic actor Brilliant. Dancing yeah. on Ice final Yes, who's going to win Dancing on Ice, Mike? Well, uh, the Vivian, Joey Essex or Niall Wilson, former gymnast. Niall Wilson is 4-1 to one on, so it looks like um, uh, he will walk it or will skate it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. We'll do it all again on Monday. Danny Kelly will be with us, as always, to reflect on the Premier League weekend. We'll have Andy Brassel taking us around Europe. So uh, until then, have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy all the sport here on TalkSport. And we'll catch up with you on Monday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.